Salutation Shades, and welcome back to your one-stop shop for all things strange and unusual, talking with shadows. The conversation everyone has, but no one wants to admit to. Here with your host, Vic Whaley. And Marcus D, and if you are joining us on Patreon, you probably have noticed <laughs> the screen looks way worse than normal. That is because we are streaming, uh, I guess, live at this point. Well, not really live. Okay, it's live to us, yeah, but it won't be by the We're streaming in the it. studio with video. Hi, patrons. How's it going? How's everybody? How's everybody doing uh, here in the One Candle Bunker? Uh, and if also, too, we are joined today by a guest in the studio today. Now, she doesn't want to go by her regular name, so we're going to give her a pen name, too. And you wanted to go with, what was it? Moth Mama. Moth Mama. <laughs> Moth Mama, welcome to the One Candle Studio. Thank you so much for coming in. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Oh, and I'm so excited. I'm, I'm jumping right in to, to drinking something because I just got off work and the setup <laughs> took an extra 45 minutes to add a video component to this. What, what, what are you going to drink? Uh, I'm going to be drinking this wonderful vintage uh, Dr. Pepper cre- and cream soda zero sugar. I'm drinking one of those too, but I'm going to... I, I did knock out a new mead. I called it 12 Labors because it's strong and it's a little hard to drink. It was not an A-plus mead. <laughs> but someone's got to drink it, so here we go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Moth Mama, we may, uh, can we offer you a beverage? We're coming down to the one candles, down to the one candle I, I, bunker. I think I'll stick to my H two O. Yeah, <laughs> like if you if we're, I'm I'm looking at the video right now for how the, this looks like we have kidnapped you. Can you just say for the record yeah. that we have not kidnapped you? Please tell you? the audience we have not taken you against your will. Yeah, you are Help. not hostage. Help now. <laughs> oh great, here comes the cops. Oh man. And I didn't know that we were recording. I didn't know that we were recording either. Like on the video. Well, sorry, I did, but I forgot. Uh, and then when I got down, I'm wearing like my work clothes. So uh, for those of you that are not watching online, I kind of, I'm wearing like a dress shirt and khakis. I look like a district manager that's getting ready to fire Vic. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm going to need you to come in this weekend. <laughs> like we're just, you know, it's just not working out. We're just going to have to promote you to customer. <laughs> oh also, as far as the bar, for those of you who can see it, it's a work in progress. Yeah, it is yeah. not yet done. <laughs> so absolutely like yeah. Look, and comment below if your patrons let us know if you guys like this setup um, that you're that you're seeing here with the bar scene to to let us know. But what we'll do is we'll go over a couple quick uh, comments and then we'll get into why we brought Moth Mama into the studio today. Uh, and so if you didn't check out our last episode, our last episode we covered the Jersey Devil itself yes the big cryptid from new jersey uh and so if you have not checked that episode out please go over and check that episode out it's apps it's probably one of my favorite cryptid episodes uh that we got into so uh comments from that uh whiskey conspiracies says uh dang it vic you don't the jersey devil wait what if it looks friendly you want to go explore you want to explore that option come on guy Lord died was great. <laughs> Love the breakdown. 
totally down for a meetup and dive on any topic. Okay, I know what he's talking about now. It was a statement of, like, if I had the chance to attempt to communicate with it, would I give it a shot? And, yes, I stand by it. I would take the swing and probably die in the process. You know, but I'm going to take the swing. They, uh, I think there was a scene in Independence Day in the first movie where a bunch of people Day? in Independence Day when they <laughs> attempted to communicate with the aliens. Uh, I don't know if you saw that documentary. It didn't go quite well for those people. Well. Yeah, no, it did not. Uh, so, Jay the Phoenix said, "Yes, today is a good day. Congratulations on your new on your news, guys that that we had shared." I did. I think in that episode, I finally shared with uh, the listeners that me and my um, that me and my wife are the process of adopting. And I think Vic said something irrelevant. I don't know what it was. <laughs> I got, I don't whatever it was. I was like, top that, Vic. Go ahead. I mean, I I, can, I I'm almost done with massage school. I yeah, guess I it's, like, it's yeah. like I, yeah. I can't top it. That just it's just such good news. <laughs> so. Um, and then finally, I am Sfeel said, uh, yes, the New Jersey Devil. I remember that this one of the first cryptids I learned about thanks to the old Lost Tapes TV show. That was a good TV show. Mm-hmm. Uh, not sure a girl <laughs> should have been watching that <laughs> or Monster Quest, but hey, it got I me loved here. loved Monster Quest. It was one of my favorite shows ever. Mm. Absolutely adored it. Um, for me, it was Twilight Zone. I think it was Twilight Zone was what really got me into like looking into really weird stuff. Oh, it's not what got me into it. I just really liked it. Fair, fair. I think growing up in a very strange small town got me into it. <laughs> but, okay, so if you haven't checked that episode, absolutely go do that. But, Moth Mama, welcome to the studio today. Thank we, you so we, much. We are, we are super excited. Thank we, you. Yeah, so we were kicking around some ideas for some topics to bring up. And I know that in, in the past we have dabbled into the big tuna known as <laughs> mothman that's a that's a doozy that's mm-hmm. a that's a big one that's a that's a big one and then vic told me about this really cool person that he knows from uh their massage therapy school and uh, i was i was like probably the only person that nobody said nobody's meant yeah, to that with basically <laughs> um we, in in class, we all have to get to know each other. We're going to be, you know, working on each other's bodies. And in one of the sharing circles that we have from time to time. In class, we're going to be working on each other's bodies. Was it, that how they is, recruited you into uh, the Absolutely. 100%. 100%. <laughs> like, we're going to be working on each other's bodies today. <laughs> but, like, I drop, I, I do podcasting. And people are like, well, what do you podcast on? And I give the response I always give. Weird stuff. <laughs> weirdest stuff you can possibly imagine. So at one point, I'm, I'm walking into the building, and Moth Mom is like, hey, I've got a story for you. And I'm like, story? I, I'm in. <laughs> now, it's taken us a while to get this put together, mm-hmm. though. But I'm very glad that we're finally having this conversation yes. because mm-hmm. Moth Mom has seen something, and it's something I've never seen. I know Marcus yes. has never seen. I have never seen him. And a lot of people don't get a chance to have this specific sort of sighting. And I, I always love it when we realize because Mama, when we, when me and Vic started this, uh, we came up with pen names because we thought we were going to be cool. (laughs) Uh, We thought it sounded cool at the time. Well, you guys are. Uh, Well, oh, thank you. That might be the best compliment ever. Thank you for lying to us. We appreciate (laughs) that so much. Um, And uh, and we, but we were worried about how people were going to respond to us. You know, diving into the paranormal because sometimes you know we were afraid we might get some weird looks, and then what we just found out 
Everybody's interested. I can't let's just turn it down. Let me tell you a story. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Even the most skeptical person you meet will be like, oh, no, no, none of that's real. But this one time. Yes. yes. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, so uh, Mama, why don't you uh, tell tell the listeners a little bit about about yourself? Maybe like, you know, would you consider yourself a believer? You know, how did you get started in the interest in the paranormal, or did it take an interest in you? Exact. Give us give us a little bit of background uh, on you. Um, probably when this all started, by probably in two thousand nine, two thousand ten, and I have a son. Before, right after he graduated high school. I started seeing sequences of numbers, and actually it took me two years to um, look into that because it freaked me out so bad. So when you say you saw, because I, I have no context for your story, by the way. Vic, Vic just said you're bringing him in. I'm like, boom, bring him in the studio. So I when you a, say a lot of stories. So when you said you begin seeing a sequence of numbers, break well, that down for me a little bit I more. I started what you seeing mean. 444. Everywhere. Like just floating like the old Ghost Rider TV show. <laughs> like that's an um, old show, by at, the way. For well, <laughs> on television, on clocks, and I thought, eh, it's just a coincidence. Like glowing or it's just popping out no, at you? Popping or, out. Uh, it Marcus, a, have you never heard of a synchronicity before? Where I like I'm, before. Hang on, Moth Mama, I need to chastise my <laughs> I'm having her explain it to the people that don't know, Vic. <laughs> we went over this when we began. <laughs> <laughs> Some people don't know this shit. Okay, okay, shots fired, shots fired. I got it, I got no, it. I apologize, Moth okay. Mama, for Vic's. Uh, I apologize for no problem. For, for Vic's uh, interruption yeah, the there. You go, yeah. You, uh, so, so, so you said it just popped out to you, like you just it just drew your attention it did, to it, and I ignored it. And then um, me and my son was driving somewhere one day, and um, I said, "Did you find out your dorm room number?" And he said, "Yeah." And guess what it was. Four, 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 four. That's yeah. cool. How and many fours? Three. That's interesting. And they took a picture of me in his dorm room, and guess what was by my head? What? An orb. That's neat. And I should have brought that picture, and I did not. I'll bring it next time, you know, if I'm on here again. But um, that is exactly, it just exploded from there. I could tell you some very odd stories that I've seen that number. And um, that's what kind of exploded. I mean... The orbs, me taking, I taken several videos. Do you know what color the orb was when you saw it? Um, well, in the picture, right. it was white. Okay. Yeah. Now I have some on my phone. Yeah, I remember that you were showing. Yeah. yeah, pink and and all that. Neat. How how big was it? Would you say compared to your head, like in the photograph? It was a small one. It's um, I've sh- I showed Alec. It's okay. It's okay. I showed um Vic the picture, and um, it's right here. It's just a little bitty orb right here. It's more solid white, and right here the you know the little shaded in area. But really neat. Yeah, he's seen it. I'll bring it, bring it in. I should have brought it, and I never even thought oh, about oh, it. Just so you guys know, we actually are going to get Moth Mama on for a later one where we're here with Ricky Bruckman to analyze some of the amazing pictures that she has because you have some that are. Pretty mind blowing. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely, very cool stuff. So, would you say you're the sort of person that you, you you're almost like a magnet sometimes for some of these strange occurrences? I am because I feel like I'm way way too open. Like you know, I'm like I want it to. Mm-hmm. I want to see this stuff, and it scares me, but it's kind of exciting too. That, that oh, is absolutely, a good way to look yeah. at the that's paranormal. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you know, don't get me wrong. I mean, I 
I, I'm probably the more uh, reserved individual between me and uh, Vic uh, when it when it when it comes to that. But when you have one of those types of experiences, like it, yeah, it's I get what you're, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I got yeah, I got a lot of stories for you. <laughs> I got a bunch of stuff. So that's for, what opened the door. So I want to ask a couple things as far as about the the synchronicity with the number four. And you said that was around 2009, 2010 yeah. you, with your son going to college. Yes. How was his experience in college at that college? It was great. Okay, it was good? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. He had he met his wife right now there. And, um, yeah, it was a really great experience. Okay. What about you yourself? It was dur- horrible. Oh, <laughs> we went to the other end of the spectrum. And I'm th- sorry, I'm not I, laughing. At that. That was just a, it's thought, a quick turn. I've actually thought about that sometimes because uh, he was the only child. And I don't know, maybe they mm-hmm. came to me to my angels, I call them. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's what 444 means. You're surrounded by angels at that time. Yeah, it's a thing, it's a thing of safety, knew. yeah. Yeah. That and, I actually have not heard before. What's mm-hmm. that from so like i was i was sitting that down there because i know that there's each there's a whole there's a whole thing of numerology yeah i think around that so i was good because four was outside i I don't know about number four and i'm like i'm like so i've heard i'm seeing things coming up everything from reminding you that you're safe it represents the building blocks of our physical world um that's the, some of the stuff that seems just seems to be just be coming up off the top. It seems to be repeating itself over and over and over. Okay, that's fascinating. Like I, I know a little bit of numerology. Like I've read some of John D's work on it, mm-hmm. like five years ago. But like I don't know well enough to recall it to the top of my head. I'm seeing, I'm seeing justice, calmness, uh, solidity, and so it seems to be a a positive. Note seems to be when I'm, uh, whenever as I'm going through this, so that seems it was interesting that you were seeing that, and your son has a major life experience, and it seemed that's why I asked how it was because you said it was positive for him. It was very positive. I think um, that the universe knew I would be heartbroken, and I was for about three years, Mm -hmm. and finally it got better. But yeah. So was this a message that actually helped you get through that period of life? Absolutely. I felt like somebody, there is something out there. You know, there's people spirits looking after you who i don't know Mm -hmm. you know family members that passed um guardian angels i i don't know now you have seen something that we probably couldn't necessarily subscribe to being a guardian angel though no (laughs) (laughs) to some maybe maybe to some maybe to some but i was wondering if maybe you could tell us a little bit about that incident Absolutely. Um, in the fall of 2000, or 2020, and this was at the cusp of um, COVID, and it was, um, everybody was staying home, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I was, came home from work, and I know everybody might be asking, where are you drinking? I always have a Jack and Coke if I go out in my hot tub. Which so, is not known for causing hallucinations. No, and no, I no. didn't even drink the whole thing before all this happened. So I usually take my dog out there, which I did, fenced him in, got in the tub, and I usually sit on the north east side of the four. 
corners always. Okay. I have neighbors with upstairs, and, you know, I just want my back towards them. <clears throat> it was dark, and um, I always have my AirPods in my ear. I didn't hear anything, but I looked up in the sky. I've seen falling stars, <coughs> of course, airplanes every time I'm sitting there. Okay, so I'm relaxing, jets on, looking up in the sky, and mind you, my garage sits on the north side, so my garage is right there. I looked up, and I thought it was um, a hand glide or a small plane, like um, a little bitty small plane, like a um, one that sprays the fields or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's how large the wingspan was. And I was like, okay, one, it's dark, and there's power lines there. Mm-hmm. They're going to hit that. And I thought, and then I thought, it's too late for anybody to look at crops, and why are they in the middle of town? It did make no sense. So I turned around to where I knew it had to go, whatever it was, and right in between my house and the next-door neighbor's house, it stopped, and it it was it was the Mothman or a um, – it, it was exactly – he was stationary, and his wings were like that, and his feet were cur- like curled like this when he was just – and why in the middle of town? I don't know, but it was not a droid or a, a – it wasn't a – drone no somebody said oh a drone i was like uh no <laughs> this thing was so you're, you're in your you're in your bathtub or sorry, hot bathtub, tub. your hot tub yeah. hot tub yeah uh in the in and you're seeing you're seeing this land on your neighbor's house no it didn't land i i seen it start over here uh-huh it'd be north and those thoughts went through my head sure. and it flew because i knew it had to go by because it, sure. there was nowhere else to go and it stopped mid-flight. It didn't land anywhere, and I did not see any eyes, no red eyes. I, sure. It was the back of it, and it was just stationary. And I remember it was just slow motion to me. The wings and, and the feet were up like this, you know. It wasn't down, but and it was gray because, like I mentioned earlier, I watch a lot of ID channel, and I was trying to take note, but I was scared I was scared. I just wanted to get out and before my dog barked or anything and get in the house, and that's what I did. Was there any sound associated with it? Like, I could had you hear ear, anything? I had my earbuds oh, in. Oh, that's and right. If, that's I right. Had the, if I had to turn time around, oh, I would have took those earbuds out, and I would have <sighs> recorded, and I would have recorded. I don't know why, but it, it freaked me out because it's not normal. That's not normal. And I... I'm always very hard on the people who cast that why didn't you record it sort yeah. of thing. You're not in that mindset no. because when you see something shocking, you're in a survival mindset. Right, or right. a nod to like what we've been saying in class, you're in a sympathetic state. You're uh, you're sympathetic nerves. Yeah. Absolutely. You're in a fight or flight survival mode. And you're not gonna be like, Oh, I should use this gadget and that gadget. No, you're like, what am I looking at? Do I need to run? But the thing of it is too. If I did that and it turned around, mm-hmm. would it target my house? Or, like, I want to see it again, mm-hmm. but 
and I have to admit, I'm not out that hot tub as long as much as I used to be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. From, no, I get it. I 100% get, get it. So, oh, wow, I have so many questions. Okay, so there, you said. There are, though, there are, like, engaging with Mothman. If you did do something to draw it in, there are things that happen. Are you familiar with the Curse of the Mothman? Yeah, I've watched several. Even before this, I, I'm obsessed with, like, Terror in the Woods. I've watched those shows, like, 50 bazillion times. But, um, yeah, I don't know. And I want to know why it was in the middle of Davis County. Why? Why was it mm-hmm. right there in the middle of town? What's your theory on that? Well. So, do, you, when you, do you say Davis County? Or are you talking about, are you talking about Evansville when you saw it? No. The Owensboro? Owensboro? No. Moth Mama lives a little ways away. Uh-huh. How about this? Oh, Davies in the oh Davies yeah. in the end. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh wow. You do live a ways away. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Cool. I do have a theory, and that's why I mentioned the COVID, is because all this. They say he comes well, just like West Virginia right. with the bridge. Mm-hmm. That's my theory. He he, it looked like it was just looking at the city, just. You know what I'm saying? Just flapping, looking. And when you look over there, there is a, I mean, kind of golf buildings and stuff, but that would make no difference. But anyway, I really do think it was because it was just, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Foretelling? Prophetic. Yeah. Yeah. It -hmm. was just, it was, everything was a mess. and, And I think maybe he came through a, I don't know what your theory is, but I mean, he'd have to come through a portal or something. Like so. Well, the whole th- the, what I'm what I'm stuck on is this detail of it, like flapping its wings while it's just standing there, because that's it. that's not normal. Like, was, bir- like hummingbirds can do that because they're literally like moving. He like, was stationary. It's buzzing. I mean, nothing, nothing about the Mothman makes biological right, sense. Right. Like even when you describe the wings, you kind of describe them. A little bigger than most people, which makes it make a little and more it, biological sense. But it still would need to be way bigger than that. Yeah. Like you, Mothman, I 100% do not believe is a natural biological entity because no normal biological rules apply to it. Like even just look at the shape of the body. You have arms, you have legs, you have wings. The thing has a mammalian body structure and it seems to have mammalian skeletal structure. And no mammal has... Uh, that set of appendages of arms, wings, and legs. Uh, yeah, he his legs separated. He had two legs. Did, did you see the feet? Yeah, but they they were curled under. But I didn't see no toes or anything. Okay. And I wasn't like I was think I was more paying attention to the wings, and they were like this. They were pointed more like a bat, you know. And he was gray. He wasn't black. And I know. Most people's gone, oh, it's been three years ago. But I sent an email actually a couple of years ago to somebody that never replied to say that I've seen that. But anyway. Yeah, I think you told me about it. It was the guy who wrote the uh, Winged Humanoids book, right? Tobias. This guy's name is Tobias. I think we've actually done some of his mm. books before on have, the I podcast. I think we have too. Yeah. And I, maybe his email changed. I don't know. But um, I never did hear anything back. What were your instincts in that moment? Like, what were what was your inside telling you? Holy shit! I can't believe I'm seeing <laughs> seeing this right now. And i i wanted I wanted to flee. 
I wanted to get out. That's I'm what. sure. Yeah, and I, like I said, I, oh my gosh, if I could have just got one, just one single shot, and it was so close, and I, you know, I didn't. I mean. Did you have any psychological fallout from this? Because, like, like I said, I've been going yes. over Mothman prophecies, and one of the things John Kill talks about is a lot of people after seeing Mothman have this psychological fallout for quite some time afterwards. What was your experience well, like? Well, I didn't see his eyes either, and they say if they – if because I read into that too, if he stares no. at you, that you can read his thoughts. My psychological – I wouldn't necessarily call it torture, but I have – two octagon and one diamond windows i put film on all those oh sure i covered them and if i had to take my dog out at night don't think i'm not like this anywhere at night i'm looking up in the sky to make sure that nothing's gonna that's a really interesting natural response because to cover up the windows like you're by covering up the windows, you're specifically targeting the ability to be viewed. Absolutely. So it's yeah. like Absolutely. almost a instinctual desire to break away. Even though you didn't see the eyes, it's almost like an instinctual response to keep a break between you and the eyes. Yeah. Um, for those of you who don't know, particularly the people who are close enough to get a, like, a good look at the eyes often have major medical issues afterwards. One of the most common ones is a form of conjunctivitis that's associated with very intense radiation or sunbeams. Um, the other interesting thing is this is not necessarily uncommon. Like, this isn't the first time I've heard of this sort of response in the paranormal. Um, like, for example, I've heard of this in association with people who've encountered um, Bigfoot sightings. Uh, another odd thing is, like, uh, my mother always had a very peculiar fear mm -hmm. of laying on the couch and being viewed through the couch window of by a hairy humanoid. Like she said, like a Bigfoot sort of creature. My mom didn't believe in any of this sort of stuff, mm -hmm. but she had that one very specific fear to where she told me many times she oft, uh, she almost covered that window. Mm. And oddly enough, I had the exact same fear about the exact same window. I don't know why, but that instinct to break eye contact I definitely understand well and is extremely interesting, especially when it comes to Mothman. Yeah. That is very odd that I covered my windows and you're talking about the same like, thing. Yeah. Do, do you think that it's like a predatory <clears throat> thing? Like we were trying, like, cause you'll see people that'll like try to intimidate you and then you'll break eye contact. We've seen that before. Like mm -hmm. when we're to the, like when we're to the hospital Yeah. or if you're dealing with a very bully individual, people will break eye contact to avoid looking at them directly. But do you think this is just ramped up? Okay, that, that's a really interesting question because humans, we're not, we don't have a real strong prey instinct because we're, we're basically alpha predators in our own way. Right. Certain things do trigger that sort of prey response. Like, um, I, in, this is a, a kind of a little bit of a synchronicity since we're talking about Mothman, and Mothman during the time of Point Pleasant was occasionally called the big bird. Right. We do have a prey instinct in response to being in the presence of very large avians. Scientists believe that's because of, at one point in time, there were terror birds that were apex predators at the same time as humans, and they definitely, a terror bird definitely could kill a human. Right. So people attribute it to that, but, like, humans, we don't have the biggest, like, prey instincts, just because most of our biological history, we're kind of just winning. But it still has a humanoid body type shape, that's what true. I'm saying. So, but, and that's still a behavior people will do with other people. 
Oh, yes. So I was just curious about that. Also, by the way, one of the things I was trying to look up when I was over here, I was trying to, I was like, because I knew for a fact that there have been other sightings of Mothman in this area, and you described it as gray, and I'm like, I know for a fact that, because Vixit was, a, like, I know that there have been other people that have reported that, so I looked, there's actually been accounts of uh, Mothman sightings in both Gary, Indiana, and the Chicago, in the Chicago area when I Googled, within the last 20 years. Mothman, it took me directly to Chicago every time, and I was talking yep. to Vic about that. Yep. Well, when you put humanoid, right. that's when you come up with the Indiana, and that's what I was showing him um, on my phone, and I sent it to myself because that's what it looked like. It had two legs with right. a huge um, – that's exactly what I seen. Because yeah. I, 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 can't, I can't for the life of me find – I can find descriptions of the Chicago ones, and there are some that are reported as gray – I'm trying to find a description of the Gary, Indiana gargoyle that was seen that a lot of people attribute to Mothman. Yeah. I would bet money that it's gray because I really think that I think that's the color that it is. If my memory, if I didn't write that down, I would for sure tell you it was black. Yeah. But I remember taking notes. Here's that, um, the article. Oh, is it from the, from the one from Gary, the one from Chicago? No, from Gary. This one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that article before, too. And, but that was from a reservoir, mm-hmm. I think. But, yeah, um, yeah, it was gray because I was taking mental notes before I hightailed it out of there. And even, like, during the uh, Mothman events in Point Pleasant, there were people who reported as being gray. There were people sure, who reported sure. as being black. And there were even a handful that reported as being more of a brownish color. Yeah, it yeah, yeah. Oh, if, really if, had yeah. A if it wasn't that, I was going to say it was brown. Yeah. yeah. For, for, what, for what it was. This, although, is not the only Mothman flap here in Evansville I've heard of. Well, although yours wasn't quite in Evansville. Um, and, Marcus, maybe you can help me a bit on the dating here. About what dates were we in, were we in college? Yes, I always tell people, when you're in the paranormal, always keep a journal. And this was something that happened I before I started between, keeping a journal. Now I journal everything. Yes. It would be between when we were together, when we were living together, or before. <sighs> Is it this between was, 205 and This and would have been when we lived in Eagle Village, and it would have been the later part of our time at college. Okay, so that would be, so... I'm bad at dates. No, it's all good. So that would be 06, and then I moved off. So that would be 07. So this would be 08 to, oh, between 08 to 09. Okay, like I said, I wasn't keeping journals at the time, which I really regret, between but there was a o, short period of time 10, yeah. in the fall where I was tracking a series of sightings of the Mothman that was around the west side of Evansville. Really? Yes. Um, we were basically, me and a few other people were looking into this. Um, we had found a few accounts, and we started putting out feelers for it. And surprisingly enough, we started to get stuff back. We were going to areas where, because um, a lot of times, like, we were able to talk directly with the person. They'd be like, I saw it in that tree right there. We'd examine the tree, and we'd find burn marks in the trees. Like, that's oh, really? one of the most consistent things that we found were burn marks in the trees uh-huh. at that time. Um, we tracked down through four different sightings, uh, studied the area as thoroughly as we could, but eventually, the as most flaps happen, they mysteriously end as mysteriously as they began. Mm-hmm. So I can give you at least a confirmation that this isn't the only time Mothman has been spotted in this area. But unfortunately, I can't give you any decisive conclusion to the why or what. Right. <laughs> That's the unfortunate sure. thing about researching the paranormal. You have to be ready to not get a conclusive answer. Hmm. 
you know, and it wasn't late, late at night either. You know, it was probably 10 or probably 10 o'clock. Wasn't like 2 at the morning or anything either. It was early in the evening. I think it's very interesting that the eyes weren't present. I guess it would be mainly an effect of moving away from it. So, so my question, um, so I, I guess the question that I have is, is a lot of people will associate seeing the Mothman as a prophetic sign for something. Yeah. And I so, was, and so was, you, you saw it pre, like right pre-COVID. Do you think that it was something for you? Do you think that it was something for the area? Do you think that it was just, you know, I that's actually, where it's at? I kept on watching or listening for something really bad to happen to my town or city or whatever, mm-hmm. and nothing did. So I just assumed it was COVID, you know. Other than that, I mean, And I this would know. have been early on because didn't – I think it was – in the fall that COVID hit uh, Evansville because we, we were both working in the hospital at the time when COVID first hit. Sure. Yeah. I'm, oh, man. Uh, oh, oh, do I remember that? Oh, yeah. We, we got COVID multiple times in a very short <sighs> period. one of the first people to get COVID at our hospital we were working at. I was like, I think I was number two. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I, I took the test just as a precaution because I was going to go be near my parents who were both diabetic. And I just, next thing they got, they got it. They're like, Positive test, oh, Marcus. No. I'm like, well, damn. <laughs> and guess who was the first person he gave it to? You. Yeah, <laughs> sure did. But, yeah, I, I remember that time period fairly well, and things got pretty chaotic here pretty fast. I mean, it was a very scary time because, I mean, Indi- Indiana got it back when we were still kind of figuring out the very basics of COVID. Yeah. Like, there were lots of rumors going on. I heard a rumor that if you were – a positive, you couldn't get it. Yeah, I remember that. I'm pretty test. sure that it was wrong, but uh, <laughs> people were saying it. Do you, so? Do you? Be, is that something that you believe in? Do you think that it's that it's a prophetic thing? Do you think? Do you think the Mothman just gets blamed for a bunch of stuff? Do you think there's a connection with that? I want to know what you think, Moth Mama. Um, I don't know if I have an opinion or not. Maybe because I mean, considering West Virginia and the bridge, and then COVID. That's a. Those are big things and but i mean there's sightings that people never said there was anything right. going on either so i don't know you know i mean i don't know how to answer that it's kind of like a i don't know i mean i don't know i i like i don't know if there's a wrong i don't think there's a wrong answer to that i think it's a fun just topic yeah when you're discussing the mothman because a lot of people throw that around that they think that or you know vic brought up the Curse of the moth, the mer- the curse of the Mothman, yeah. or and some things like that. So I was, I was definitely curious what you what you thought, which what yeah. your thoughts on that were. Well, I mean, that's the first thing I thought of was COVID, and um, you know, other than that, but like I said, there's other sightings too that that nothing extreme was going on. So kind of in a similar vein, and I've recently realized another connection. Uh, Mark, you you probably noticed that here in the last year or so, I've been drawing more connections between Mothman and Bargeist. And Correct. Mothman, if you're not familiar with Bargeist, just strange special black dogs with the same sort of red glowing eyes. Like mm-hmm. Sarah's Black from Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not not like, okay. Speaking. I mean, well, sorry, not people turning into them, but like <laughs> essentially that minus if it was a person. Sorry, let's, let's sorry, we'll do that. I recently found out something. During the Point Pleasant uh, Mothman flap, there was also a series of sightings of Bargeist, the Point Pleasant Black Dog. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, there are only a few strong accounts, but, there, but there's several more just kind of general sightings of it. 
once again, popping up in the same sort of area, that same sort of dark color. People reporting that same sort of ominous feeling around it and the red glowing eyes. And also, Bargeist are generally considered to be a prophet of misfortune. I really feel like everything that I look into points to there is a connection between Mothman and these strange black dogs. Even if we're just looking superficially, visually they're very similar. Where they show up are very similar. I feel like there has to be a connection somewhere in there. You want you want to say something? Well, I remember taking the bus tour in Point Pleasant when I was down there last August, and didn't they say a town over had a sighting of a totally different humanoid? There that there were several strange sightings at the same time as Mothman. There were um, UFO sightings. There was, mm-hmm. of course, Indrid Cold. There were. Um, the Bargai sightings, and I think there was like one other. Oh, and there was a series of just also abnormally large birds. And Men um, in Black, too. Oh, yeah, and Men in Black. Oh, there, yes, there were a lot yes. of things <laughs> that popped up yeah. at the same time Mothman did. Yeah, I remember them talking about that on the bus. And actually, I think it was just the town over. And actually, it might have been the birds, but I can't really remember. And I didn't even know that, you know, it happened at the same time. There were two really big, um, like, bird, like, strange bird sightings that were fairly famous during that time period. One was in Pennsylvania in a nearby town, and one was in West Virginia. And although they both were describing slightly different birds, they were clearly not describing the exact same thing. They were definitely anomalously big and, it, and showing anomalous behavior. And before you say probably that sandhill crane everyone's talking about, <laughs> no, well, I've been looking. none of them. <laughs> I'm pulling it up. Right as Vic is bringing it up. None of them looked like the sandhill crane. The sandhill crane has a very distinctive, specific that's appearance. Big, that's a big effing bird, by and the way. I know, that's but a, I've heard them say, yeah, mm-hmm. it's probably this or that. But. And like, Keel went to visit both locations with a picture of the sandhill crane, showed it to them, and they're like, no, no, it didn't look like that. It looked like what I told you it looked like. You it know. didn't look like this very clearly different bird. Or, or it's or it's the great, or if it's not the Sandhill Crane, it's great the great horned out, you know, that oh, they I describe know. it That's as. That's another it, good one. Which also, I would, there's a strong case for it. I'm just saying, you know, bright yellow eyes, giant wingspan, talony feet. Yeah. And, um, you know, weird moving ahead. That's what they were saying, drones. I was like, uh, no. No, <laughs> it no, wasn't no. A drone. No. And if you step outside, like, a very strict time period, you also have, like, the Flatwoods monster occurred not that terribly far from there. No, it wasn't that far. Well, I mean, everybody, well, a lot of people around that time just think West Virginia's cursed, but I. I mean, everywhere is cursed, but I mean, if you just maybe the think aliens about it. were just seeing what we'd freak out about the most. <laughs> I maybe you no, know, they're just shooting a, an yeah. image of it in the sky just to screw with this. I've thrown that theory out a lot that yeah, you have. maybe this stuff is just alien kids just messing with us either, I know. Or, or they're just releasing their pets out that, into hey, the in the a, world. I never thought about that. <laughs> you that's know, we're, we're just some sort of science experiment for some like eighth grade aliens being like you know getting a silver ribbon. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, Moth Mama, I want to throw out a name, and I want to see what what your thoughts are. Okay. Indrid Cold. Indrid Cold. Are you familiar with them? Okay. Woodrow Derenberger at the same time, and I might be mispronouncing that name. I'm a a fair bit of mead into this uh, interview. (laughs) Um, Had several interactions at the same time as the Mothman uh, sightings with this odd prophetic individual 
sometimes referred to as like one of the grinning men. He always had a big smile and would come and talk to uh, Woodrow about just strange, somewhat prophetic things about how they're an alien. And this was all going on simultaneously Uh as the Mothman. And Keel ended up investigating both and actually becoming very close to Woodrow. Right. But I always like to ask people who are um, interested in the Mothman topic what their thoughts are on Indra it is. Cause now I'll have to be Googling and getting in a rabbit hole. There's, about a, there's <laughs> a rabbit hole there, <laughs> and it can cold. get scary. Like, this is one of the ones I don't really bring up with my wife, Ellie, because Indra Cold freaks Ellie out a little bit. Well, yeah, he <laughs> looks freaky. Because they shut, like, Indra Cold or that type of entity or the kind that'll just show up in your bedroom, you'll just wake up and it's just smiling over you. Wait, no, the Ugh. scariest part is... I just got goosebumps, seriously. Yeah. They almost always initiate in, in with, do not be afraid, I will return. And that's scary as hell. Yeah. 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 And sometimes they might not even move their mouth, you just hear the psychic phrase in your head. It's, it's, some of it's, it's, it's pretty creepy. It's pretty creepy. Well, but. I also spoke to Vic about this, and he actually does the same thing, which I don't know if he's... I am not... I grew up or uh, Methodist. I'm not Catholic, and I find myself buying rosaries, mm-hmm. buying saints, and I have them all hanging on my uh, thing, and it's just odd. Like, and I have Saint Benedict's on my door, all like my doorknobs right. and stuff, because I don't want him to come visit me at night or Smart anybody plan, else. By the way. Yeah, I do do that, and yeah. um, I yeah. mean, I think it's I feel better when I do it. Oh, yeah, like I keep uh, St. Jude medals around the house. Absolutely. And when I travel, I take them with me. Um, because, I mean, St. Jude is also considered the patron saint of lost causes, and that's definitely what I need in my life. Right. <laughs> that's who's going to come help me yeah. out. Right. Well, I mean, if you ask the Catholic Church, I mean, they've been combating the paranormal for, what, 2,000 years. They'll, mm-hmm. they'll you know, you know, that's what they'll claim, you know, all the way back. So, I mean, I and, I, and they, they have these this this ritual about how to handle it and i think that when you know if you think about it like if you think about a catholic priest you have an idea in your head about what a catholic priest will do if they're going to show up to deal with a problem mm-hmm. name any other denomination there there's an air of uncertainty yeah you know maybe confident might be able to handle but there's the, of, of what it's going to be and i think that there is a reassurance of that and i think that's why people are drawn to something like that yeah i have um, no idea why i just yeah, that's I that's my that. that's my vibe on it. I think that's the reason why people are drawn to it. I also just think, you know, I'm just saying. It's just, been a tick since we talked about exorcism, right? But I but I think that's what it is. I think I think that there is a, I think there's a foundation there that I think that makes people reassured in that methodology. Oh yeah, you know, I I think there are similar examples of people that have described stories of other world religions that do. Mm-hmm similar things to some of the other like major like the other major world religions too. oh yeah in western culture no the 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 archetype is the catholic yeah that that is the exorcist archetype now like if we're looking into african cultures you have like specific sorts of shamans if we look into like eastern cultures there's a specific methodology for Taoists. but in western culture it's the catholic exorcist right mm-hmm. Yeah, I got a Saint Benedict. I got the whole Good. whole deal. Good, <laughs> <laughs> just the whole, just the whole collection. I just the whole, do. Just, it's, they're outside, inside, everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, so what? So I mean, so what are what are some of your final thoughts on like on the Mothman in general? Like your some of your takeaways? Like what do you what's your thoughts on it? The like wrapping it up. Um, 
I definitely would be open to see you again if you're listening. Oh, I hope that I hope that that would be awesome if Mothman's a fan. Yes, <laughs> and um, I'm gonna photograph your ass. That's good. That's my final That's good. thought. <laughs> Either way, this has been a yeah. amazing yeah. interview. I never get to talk to people who've seen Mothman. Yeah, I think that's I think that's I think that's really super cool uh, to to finally met somebody that actually had a you know a, an actual sighting. Yeah. We, you know, we were we were breaking down some like some things we we're going to do to do a deep dive on Mothman. You know, Vic's reading Keel. I'm reading. I'm watching some of the more modern documentaries that have been on it, trying to see where we're at now. And like, there's this just this gap of just modern sightings that people talk about. I'm serious. I mean, there's just this gap. We know there are sightings, and nobody talks about it in a lot of the latest modern work. And so, super refreshing to get your take on it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of scary to talk about things, and that's why I appreciate Vic because you don't talk about this stuff. No, you with, do not. You know, with other people, you just you can't you talk know. about it with normies. You can't. I just <laughs> I think know. yeah. I'm always happy to be the strange ear you can lean on. They, they look at you really odd, you know, and you're and I'm busting because I love the stuff that I see and have experienced, but mm-hmm. you know, some people just don't get it. They don't. They don't get, it. and they're lost. Yeah. too they're Absolutely. lost for not getting it yes. so uh Vic, what about you this has been a fascinating discussion i mean i always like talking about this subject i've been trying to really build my knowledge on it here recently because i'm working towards a theory i i'm slowly getting there you've probably you've probably felt something unfolding the last several times we talked about yeah, this yeah, sort yeah. of thing but I don't want to go into it until you get no, no, a little no, no. more concrete. Yeah. But thank you. You've definitely added on to my, Please, my yeah. uh, what I'm building towards. Yeah. I, I think my my final thought on this is take it away is again is there are there are people that have more of these modern sites and I think that I think there is more of a conversation than just what happened in nineteen sixty seven. You know? Mm-hmm. I think that there is just more than there is more than that to be said. We're a little mentally stuck in Point Pleasant, and we need to move. Yes, past that. I 100% agree. And um, like you just, I mean, I just you just Google it, and they just pop. All of them just pop up, and they're all the same. They're 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 retellings of the story of 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 the Mothman sightings in Point Pleasant, and maybe a few interviews of people of their descendants or some people that are older now. But that there's were, that more than that, that going yeah. on. Right. So. Uh, t- tell us in your guys' co- in the comments below. Put some of your guys' thoughts on the Mothman that that you guys know. Are there other sightings of it outside of Point Pleasant that you guys find really interesting uh, as well? Um, again, if you guys like this, don't forget to like it. Don't forget to leave us a review anywhere that uh, if you guys can leave a review somewhere. Subscribe, hit the notification bell so you guys can get notified whenever we put out new episodes. But Until next time, guys, keep believing. Because we'll keep listening. All right, guys, we're going to slide into the Pillow Talk segment of this podcast. If you want to check out the rest of this awesome podcast, all you got to do is go over to our Patreon and sign up. For as little as a dollar a month, you get the rest of this awesome podcast, as well as bonus episodes that we put up exclusively for our patrons. 
And boy, do we got a good one for you <laughs> today. <laughs> this is going to oh, get weird, guys. It was great. It's going to get weird and maybe oh. a little spicy. Oh, a little spicy. If you guys are watching on uh, on our, oh, you guys are watching on our Patreon. You got, I've got a little campaign. I've got a little book here with me just to show you guys. Uh, so a little bit of background on this. So uh, a couple weeks ago, we had Evil Con uh, here in Evansville, and if you guys know me and Vic are super huge nerds. And while we're walking around the convention, uh, I stumbled upon probably the coolest thing that I've ever seen in my life. He doesn't tell me what it is. He just tells me to go into the merch area area <laughs> and find the amazing thing. Oh. And I would know it when I'd see it. And he wouldn't tell me what it was. Thank <laughs> you.